Hey, I'm Dr. Drew, and you're listening to Drilled with Dr. Brady Podcast. of the Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast. I am Dr. Brady, and we are joined with Lowell, who is the writer of the song you just heard <laughs> that introduces, introduces every single episode. Can you believe that? Isn't that a great song? It's actually weird. I'm actually getting a lot of work lately writing theme songs for stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm writing a theme song right now for an animated show called Dinosaur Ranch. Yeah, it's actually really cool. The guy told me okay. the idea for it, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, just get, get, yeah, give me like a week. Well, yeah, I got this, dude. You don't need direction. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, listen, Lowell's, Lowell's a man of many talents, and composition is one of those talents. I love that song. I hum it in my head sometimes. Me too. I actually Good. really like it too. Yeah. Um, we're being attacked. <laughs> We are being uh, attacked on all fronts by the media. Who's we? Uh, the dentists. Our profession in general. Our profession meaning my profession. Lowell's not a dentist. He's kind of an honorary. There's, there's... <laughs> mm, sort of. I'm like an honorary like hygienist. <laughs> if, if I ever have like a tooth that's really loose on a patient that just needs like a little like tug, I'll bring you in. Like, out. like <laughs> yeah. one that's like easy. Like it's already like basically like you just got to breathe on it and it'll fall out. I'll let you take that out. I've uh, done that with my nieces and nephews a few times. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Just bigger teeth. I just like my nephews because I'm tough. They act tougher around me. So it's oh, just okay. like I, it was easy for me to be like, just hold still, buddy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this article comes out. This is what we want to talk about today. It has some. It has a lot of layers to this, in my opinion, and I think it's great because we got Lowell, who's not a dentist, who was a consumer of dentistry for many years. Yes, I read the article and I have opinions. Before before <laughs> he met me, and I began to pay him in porcelain before I paid him in dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> I need your help, and I can pay you in teeth. That's all. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, it was a sweet deal, and it, it uh, I'm happy. Out. It took, yeah, it worked out, dude. It I got this. Out. I got a. Uh, my old boss at Beacock used to call me Hollywood. Oh, after you got your teeth? Yeah, after you see my teeth, I say, "What's up, Hollywood?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry if you don't look as uh, like a like a badass rocker anymore. What with my buck tooth hillbilly vampire teeth? I'm I good. don't know. I don't know. Maybe you. Maybe no. You, this is way better. I, well, I think so. Yeah, dude, this is way better. I'm a little biased, of course. On YouTube, when I do those YouTube videos and the lights, I got the lights on them. They look, they look pimp, dude. L I, yeah. Okay. Um. So, this came out on May seventeenth, twenty twenty one. It started to hit a bunch of like Facebook groups, and dentists were like, "Oh, this is terrible. What are we gonna do?" Uh, everyone loses their mind over, uh, over, uh, great. Now all my patients are going to bring this up. They're going to bring up this article as if like everybody reads 
U.S. News and World Report. Maybe? I actually saw this article before you sent it to me. I'm an idiot. I apologize. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. I guess maybe, uh, according to Lowell, people do read U.S. News and World Report. Here's what people do read. People do read things that they're already kind of biased to believe. You know? No, I agree with that. Like, uh, if you're yeah. already biased to believe that a dentist is pushy and possibly fraudulent, I think you're more likely to click on the article than than you are not to click on the article. Well, in the defense of dentists, uh, I would say that this is not just a problem with a dentist. Any kind of scenario where you walk in not knowing a lot about what you're dealing with and you are with, like, being pitched at by an expert, I, I really feel that there's going to be a little bit of, like, distrust there, just innately, like a mechanic. Yeah. A mechanic comes at you with a high bill. You don't know really much about engines. I mean, you're going to be, like, probably have a lot of the same feelings you would when the dentist comes at you and the bill is more than you thought it was. You're probably going to have a lot of those same feelings. Like if they said, like, uh, your uh, power hydroxyl caboose is out of commission, I'd be like, okay. Just fix it. The kryptonite in your solenoid has gone bad. We got to, you know, send out to Krypton for that. That's extra. Right, right. <laughs> right. Your power caboose is all. The leprechaun in your radiator is depressed. We need to get him therapy. <laughs> <laughs> the hamster that's running the wheel that turns the powertrain, that is, uh, yeah, that hamster's sad. It's, it's obese, and we need to get it on a weight loss program. Yeah. Um, can't he, he? You know he's yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> that joke is done. Yeah, we drove that one to the ground. <laughs> so every now and then, these. What's interesting is that what a lot of dentists were pointing out, and I remember this too. U.S. News and World Report ranked dentists as one of the happiest uh, professions. That's kind of contrary to what I've heard before. I know, or maybe it was most um, desirable professions. Possibly, it was a very positive view of dentistry, and everyone was like. Throwing that out, saying, like, dentists are the best. Whatever. So, this the title of this article is, Why Your Dentist May Seem Pushy. And the, t- the sub-little thing is, Dentists know how to maximize the profits in your mouth, but sometimes it's outright fraud. To the tune of billions every year. Whew. That gets hot real fast. <laughs> yeah, it's, gets, it's spicy. That gets sure. hot real fast. Yeah, I mean, reading this article, you can definitely has has that kind of sensationalism to it a little bit. I yeah, I don't like the that. author is Kaiser Health News. So I don't know, is that like some kind of weird like offshoot of like Kaiser Permanente? Or something? I don't know, man. I don't know what that even is. What happens when I click on Kaiser Health News? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing. Correct. Nope. Oh wait. Oh, here it goes. Uh, Kaiser Health News is a nonprofit health newsroom whose stories appear in news outlets nationwide, is an editorially independent part of the Kaiser Family Foundation, and is not affiliated with Kaiser Permanente. That answers that question. Dummy. <laughs> Can't believe you thought that. <laughs> I had their insurance for a while. It was actually pretty all right. I thought that too, actually. Okay, so it's a nonprofit health newsroom. So they just make up. It sounds like it's a, like a. Like a healthcare version of like the Associated Press, basically. Um, oh, here it is by Daryl Austin. Yeah, and then we got the actual guy who, re- who wrote the article. I don't know who that is, but I'll tell you this: we're gonna go through some of the points here. 
because it is important to know you're not. Are there fraudulent dentists? Hundred percent. But that's any profession, right? So that does exist. There are some things that patients can do to protect themselves to know if that's happening. Certain questions to ask. Patients are definitely outgunned in this area. Like there's just like you just don't have a lot of uh, ability to like go toe to toe with a dentist with what they know and how they operate with their with your insurance. You definitely don't have don't have the ammunition to go toe to toe with an insurance company for sure. Oh God, no! That, that's that's. A I do think hole. with dental, dental sometimes insurance companies actually will do what they're supposed to do when the patients call them because the patients are actually their clients, right? Um, they don't do anything I say because I'm the guy taking their money. They're, they're I'm the one they're supposed to screw over to make more money. But the clients, they got to keep the clients. I don't pay the dental insurance company. Like, I don't pay the, I don't pay them anything, so they don't have to answer to me. Okay. So it starts off. In 1993, Dr. David Silber, a dentist now practicing in Plano, Texas, was fired from the first dental practice he worked for. He'd been assigned to a patient another dentist had scheduled for a crown preparation, a metal or porcelain cap for a broken or decayed tooth. However, Silber found nothing wrong with the tooth, so he sent the patient home and he was fired later the same day. He was told, never send a patient away who's willing to pay the clinic money. Uh, that's a... I mean... That's kind of conjecture right there. I mean, like, there's really... Is that documented? They don't tell you if it's documented or not. I mean, there's quotation parts. <laughs> there's quotation there's, marks. There's quotation marks over the sentence. Is there, like, an emoji at the end of it? Uh, certainly it's not. I would say this definitely happens, though. Like, if you no, ask... I'm not saying it doesn't. If you ask dental associates, I'll tell you this. I have dental associates that come and work for me, and I've had a few that... Um, when they leave, I start seeing the patients, right? So when the associates leave, like I don't really like helicopter parent them when they're like in the like in the clinical setting. Like they do their own thing, right? I don't dictate anything to them. But when they leave my practice and move on or whatever, and I'm stuck seeing those patients, and like there's many many cases where they're like, someone comes in for like three fillings. I look at the teeth. I'm like, yeah, I'm not drilling on these teeth. There's, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see this. Then it gets really awkward because it's like I know this was diagnosed by the other doctor, but I don't really agree. I'm a little more conservative here. I don't think we should drill on these teeth. Let's just watch it for, you know, months. Uh, let's keep an eye on on some of these areas. But like, so I, it does happen a lot. But is that? But I would never say that it's like. I don't think I've ever seen like gross negligence. Like seen it, I could share a story. I'll share the story. Okay, so when I was um, looking for a job for, in dentistry, I went to uh, the headquarters of Comfort Dental to talk to all the bigwigs up there. And what they do is they give you a list of all the practices that are like for sale or looking for someone. I went to this, I went to this uh, uh, practice. And this Weasley dentist was the guy I talked to. And most dentists won't know, only dentists will know the terminology here. But basically, when you do fillings, you classify fillings by surfaces. There's six surfaces. There's a mesial surface, a distal surface, a buccal surface, a lingual surface, a sizal surface, a clusal surface. And there's all these surfaces that we like can drill on so we know how big the filling is because we drill it based on surfaces. And he told me, 
this dentist told me there's no such thing as an MOD filling, meaning there's no such thing as a three-surface filling. It's a two-surface filling or a crown, and that's it. That struck me and still strikes me today as like, that's a guy like patients should stay away from. Like, terrible, terrible. And uh, to this day, I'm just like, I'm surprised he would say, I, I don't even know how he would say that to another dentist. Like, like, that's a terrible, terrible thing to think. So those guys are out there. I had a, a recently had an audiologist appointment. I've been having some ear problems from just a lifetime of loud noises. Yeah, right. Um, and actually, weirdly enough, me and my good a good friend of mine, his is way worse than mine. His uh, ear was pitch shifting on its own, and he's he's lost like seventy percent of hearing in one. Oof! They had to perforate his eardrum and like give him steroid injections, like right into his middle ear. Oh, gross! But anyways, we had to we were seeing audiologists, and I went and saw one who will remain nameless, but. Uh, uh, he wasn't like a doctor. Uh, he was a, I think he was a doctor, but he struck me more as a hearing aid salesman. Really? Yeah. He just it, like it's like I had a, my floor worked on before I moved on my house. Okay, so this guy gets out of the car. It's him, this really grungy looking dude, construction guy, which is fine. I actually trust a construction worker if he's a little dirty, a little bit more if they're coming to work on my house. Okay, sure. Yeah, because it's like this guy gets in there and gets it done. Yeah. And then he had vape bro with him. This guy had like one of them volcano vaporizers right and he's just like just blowing these huge clouds of smoke as they're walking up to my house i had to have some floor fixed this guy walks into my room like jumps on the floor for like two seconds and he's like yeah that's gonna be like i gotta do completely redo this whole floor it's gonna be like 2500 bucks and I'm like, you didn't even look at it, dude. You didn't yeah. go under the house. You didn't look at any he of jumped, this. He jumped on it. He could tell. Just thinking I was going to be like. Like roll over. Just roll over. I was like, no, thanks. See you later. You know? Yeah. But I get that. You know, I know there's, but that's like I said, when I read this article, I, my main thing what I was thinking about was this, uh, yeah, this happens in dentistry and I'm sure, you know, but it yeah. happens in all professions, dude. Yeah. Well, okay. So anyways, um. Then it goes on to say that the pressure... So it talks about this dentist from Plano, Texas, who got fired. Okay, fine. Um, The pressure is more intense now since the COVID-19 pandemic cut traffic into dentists' offices. But while most dentists are ethical... I like that it puts that. Most dentists are ethical. uh, Mostly mostly peaceful protests, guys. (laughs) Mostly peaceful. Okay, just a little bit of violence. Uh, but while most dentists are ethical, the practice of going with more profitable procedures, materials, or appliances is not new. In 2013, a Washington dentist writing in an American Dental Association publication lamented a pattern of creative diagnosis. A 2019 study of dental costs found wide differences in the price of certain services. It said that teeth whitening at the dentist office, for example, is no more effective than whitening strips one buys at the drugstore and at least 10 times more expensive. So that's wrong. The whitening you use at a dental office is far more effective than what you can buy with uh, the counter. I, would, I have used both, and I would completely agree with you. The whitening kit that you gave me uh, with the, with the, with like the, the form-fitted like mold for the bottoms yeah. and like the little tube and stuff, I did it once, and it was just like, 
I had used whitening strips before, but man, that stuff got it done in like well, it's a, a higher concentrated dose, like a week, and you're yeah. done. Week yep. and done. So that's like totally wrong. Uh, I mean, it is true. Dentists are definitely more excited about profitable, profitable procedures, but that like that's like like not weird. Like, of course, we're more excited about profitable pr- procedures, and for the most part, I mean, here's what I believe. Okay, I'm gonna get in this in a second. We'll get back to this. So uh, sometimes. It says, but sometimes dentists escalate to outright fraud. A recent article in the Journal of Insurance Fraud in America, which I didn't know that was even a journal. That's an interesting journal to read, probably. Yeah, the Journal of Insurance Fraud in America. Put it plainly. Medical fraud is the most lucrative business model in U.S. dentistry today. I'm sorry, Medicaid fraud is the most lucrative business model in U.S. dentistry today. I think we've actually talked about stuff like that before, haven't we? Well, I agree with that. Because Medi- Medicaid's yeah. easy. to. Um, it would be simple to defraud Medicaid. The problem is with Medicaid is that there's it's all, like, automated. So when you, like, like if I wanted to pull up a patient's chart and claim that I just did 18 fillings on this patient and bill out for 18 fillings, Medicaid would like a blindfolded child pay me for 18 fillings without checking anything. Like there's zero, like, so I would only get in trouble if I got audited. Right. If something, is that you? Ooh, that was spooky. Uh, (laughs) So I'd only get in trouble if I got audited. So a lot of this stuff is like automatic. Um, And because it's government, it's, it's uh, from what I understand, it's less likely that that happens. You have to show, like, a really, like, kind of crazy pattern of, like, problems. Like, crazy patterns of red flags. I'll give you an example. The gentleman in Alaska that got famous for riding the hoverboard. The hoverboard guy. The hoverboard guy. Everybody saw that video. Well, that drew some attention to him to look at some of his uh, finances, and he was billing fraudulently. He got arrested. Got he got sentenced to twelve years in prison. Oh, it was a litany of things he was doing. Really awful. Yeah, I think we did a whole podcast about that. We, didn't we? did. Uh, wasn't he like leaving people under anesthesia and just like leaving them there? Like, by well, he would. And... He was. He was by himself, solely responsible for thirty percent of the entire Medicaid Alaska <laughs> budget for sedation dentistry. We always go bigger in Alaska. Yeah. Now I don't think there's a lot of competition in Alaska, probably. So you could argue that, but still, one single dentist that represents thirty percent of the payouts for one procedure is like, oh, that's a red flag. So he was knocking people out when he didn't have to. So what happened? The way the way insurance works in Alaska, the Medicaid works, is that once you max out, uh, Alaska gives you like a thousand bucks a year to use on dentistry. Once you max that out, you can't use that. But sedation doesn't count towards a thousand, and they get paid like eighteen hundred dollars. So if you Lowell need a tooth pulled, and you've maxed out what Medicaid pays you, I can put you under, pull the tooth for free. I don't care that I don't, it's not a covered benefit. I get paid eighteen hundred dollars to put you out. So I put you out unnecessarily to get eighteen hundred bucks, um, which is just icky. I mean, it's just like beyond reckless and terrible definitely sketchy for sure right right well it's like and you don't know that like i'm telling you like you have to be sedated for this and you're like well i can you just pull it out no nope. gotta be sedated 
No, I I don't care much for so sedation. it's it's just a lot for like you know it's just a single tooth to pull anyway that so he got in trouble for that, and that was extremely lucrative. I mean that guy I don't remember the numbers, but it was millions and millions of dollars. And the the issue is, uh, one of the smart things that Medicaid does well, I don't know I'm mean, smart's the right word, diabolical might <laughs> be another word, but they wait for years, they track you, like you think you're getting away with it, and you are not. They're just building that case. They're building the case so that they can say it's been five years and you're defrauding them for like, you know, a million bucks a year. And now they can say you've defrauded, you, you owe us $5 million. They're like building a RICO case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a slow burn with the, like, uh, with the insurance fraud stuff like that for sure. It's like they wait till they got you dead to rights. Mm-hmm. Now, I would argue most of the money that I defrauded from Medicaid. I used to pay taxes that goes right back to the government, so I did technically need that taken off the tab. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. Uh, that would be my argument. Be like, well, 40% of that went back to you anyways, so I don't actually owe you that much money because I already paid you that much back. <laughs> so we're good. That's a slippery slope, Brady. It's <laughs> a slippery slope. Taxes theft. Everyone knows it. Oh, dude. I, I, I agree. Okay. So it gets into some stupid numbers. Here's the other thing, this Silber guy. I don't know who this Dr. Silber is, but he said he saw the x-rays of one patient after she'd seen another dentist and was shocked to learn she had two crowns put in when she needed only one minor filling. She was told the first crown was necessary to treat decay in one tooth, and the second crown was needed to make the first crown fit better. She, first of all, this is getting like information from a patient who doesn't know how to explain that. I sincerely doubt that was the explanation she got. She only needed one small filling. It should have cost her $100 or so, Silver said. Instead, the dentist convinced her to replace two perfectly good teeth just so he could make $2,400 from her insurance company. So much wrong here. First of all, I doubt he made $2,400 from the insurance company. Because most people max most people max out like two thousand, like the majority of plans. Like you're not making twenty four hundred dollars from an insurance company. Second of all, if you saw the X-rays of one patient, which he claims who had two crowns, there's absolutely no way that you could look at that and be like, you only needed a filling. Like unless you had the time stone, and you stole it from Thanos, and you could reverse time to see those crowns come off and the structure of the tooth like magically come back on. You know, then there's no possible way Are that you, like you can know. Like Doctor Strange, that. it and yeah, like the apple. Yeah, and you say, you say, Crown. I have come here to make a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he says to Dorma? Yeah. Dormammu, I have come here to bargain. Uh, the fun thing is, is he was also uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was also the voice of Dormammu. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's the voice of Smog too in the in the Lord of the Ring or in the Hobbit series. Oh, yeah. I learned something new today. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. That name, is that his real name, you think? That's his name. Like born? I'm sure. He's English. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Whew. Man. I got some weird names over there. Leave some for the le- for the rest of us, Benedict. <laughs> That's a name like that, man. Whew. Okay. Um anyway, this that 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 was the paragraph that bothered me the most because I'm like a non-dentist reads that and they think, oh, dentists are screwing over. But a dentist reads that and there's like, wait, 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 wait. How can you know when the two crowns have already been placed 
that all that was needed was a filling. How do you, there's no way you can know that. The damage has already been done. The crowns are on. You can't see on an x-ray what, what used to be there. That tooth could have been chopped in half and you wouldn't know because the crown's there. Or the tooth's been built up in some way. I got a question. Sure. Um, okay, so as a dentist, and I would say, how long have you been practicing dentistry? 12 years. Okay, so let's say as an expert dentist, you've been doing Ooh, this long thank enough. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know, like, you've done this a long time. You've done a lot of work. Would you say that you are, sometimes when you look at other people's work, that you bring a bias to that, having all this experience behind you? and Or maybe they did not take the avenue that you would have taken and you approach that with a bias? Yes. Oh, okay, so there you go. Case in point. You know, like if you're looking at an X, and and you're also said that if we look at X-rays, there's certain things you're not going to see on that X-ray that might be there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, then, I mean, this is once again we're back to conjecture. There's a lot of conjecture and a lot of leading facts and opinion. I'm just saying, I'm not like I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, but when I read this, it read like of sprinkling of stuff in there, like truth, like, you know, facts and truth revolving around a lot of conjecture and the conjecture to kind of veering the opinion of the reader. Yeah. It sounded like sensationalist journalism and I'm just really not in, I don't want to read that kind of stuff. If it's bad, I want to read it bad. I don't want to have it spun to be worse. So here's a meme I made for drilled podcast, how dentists react to the x-rays of all other dentists. Oh gosh. I get <laughs> It looks like it was made by a two-year-old monkey on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> it's, it's a really, yeah. So he said, it, it's Steve Carell. It's funny uh, from The Office. But that, that's exactly how, um, I mean, dentists just like love to throw other dentists under the bus. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a lot of fun for them. When I worked uh, construction, there's two types of construction workers that primarily work on roofs. You have roofers, and then you have masons. Uh, and roofers and masons have a lot of opinions about the other one being garbage. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That may, yeah, we got lots of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're part of you're part you're in all the Facebook groups now. I see. I am. I yeah, see. I lurk in there. You're creeping. You're a you're a you little wallflower. In the, uh, in the, in the, well, I just Facebook don't, group. I don't, I'm not to the point of comfort yet where I feel like I can start like throwing down in there. I just don't. Oh, you'll get there. I'm getting and I there. Can't, and I can't wait. I'm It'll getting be there. Cause when day. I start throwing down in a Facebook, in a Facebook group, I start throwing down yeah. in a Facebook group. And, um, it's going to be like when you're, uh, you know, you see your little baby boy all grown up <laughs> throwing some fists, you know? <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen. I just, I'm just going to, and I'm just waiting for that statement. Like, who, like, what do you do? Well, <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. There is a little bit of truth, and we've talked about this before as well. There are some corporate practices where the dentist is uh, influenced by an office manager. Um, the dentist is an employee. Uh, Aspen Dental is one of these places that is notorious for this. I actually have a story about an Aspen Dental manager. Ooh, wait, we had an Aspen Dental manager on the podcast. Is that yeah, what you're yeah, but I have 
another experience with oh, one. Let's hear it. Okay, so share so, it with uh, the share it with the audience. I'll try to keep this interesting, fella. As you know, we're not doing solo podcast this week, so that's nice. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, it was two thousand. Let's say like two thousand ten. I was going through another large batch of dental work. Okay, um, I've had periodic times where it's like I get money and I'm like I need to get this done and I go in and try to get as much done as I can. Uh, and I was old enough to have bought and you know like some like financed a house, bought a car, you know, kind of growed up, growed up stuff. So yeah. I'm in there. Um, I'm getting the work done. And the dentist actually in there, you know, for all the uh, the you know like all the stuff on the group, the at Stop Aspen Dental Group. The dentist that was working on me was great. He was a nice guy. His assistants were great. I actually went to high school with most of his assistants, weirdly enough. But um. They set me down in the manager's office like you go when you go to buy a car, you know, like and you got like the salesman's done his pitch and then they sit you down with the credit guy in the back, you know, like the big steely yeah. credit dude with all the knowledge. Like, I like the way that you guys handle that at your office. Or I just say it's 600 bucks. Yeah. And I just say it They're like, like, oh, uh, yeah, it's 600 bucks. They can. Take your money up. Yeah, yeah. Or like when you like, uh, like when you guys just us financing options with people. Yeah, it's not pushy. It's just like this is an avenue. Yeah, that you could possibly take. Uh, yes. But man, they were real fire and brimstone. In in like this manager was very fire and brimstone with me. Very curt. Uh, very standoffish. Like if you don't do this. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah. Here's um, what here's what you have waiting. Here's here's the hell that you have waiting. Very for Baptist you. about it. Yeah, stupid Baptist. <laughs> well, you know, you've, have you ever seen an angry Baptist preacher? I oh. have up close and personal. And yeah, I was a missionary for two years. Oh, fire and brimstone. I, man. Yeah, absolutely. I've met Baptist preachers in South America where the uh, superstitions run high. So, yeah, I get that analogy very well. My mom's from Louisiana. The, the superstitions oh, yeah. run pretty high. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Very similar. Um. Weirdest, weirdest superstition. It's just came to my head, this memory. Um, Paraguayans believed, and I thought this was fake. I thought I was getting punked when I first got in the country. Uh, I was told that, that you can't eat um, watermelon with milk. You will, like, get cursed and probably die. Like, it doesn't sound like a great sandia, combo, sandia con leche. You can't, you can't eat sandia con leche. And so... I would ask some of the locals, like, what about, like, you know, watermelon with milk? Is that, like, a real thing? They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't even, what are you talking, are you crazy? And uh, so the missionaries, which to be funny, would, like, core out a watermelon and pour milk in there and just, like, drink milk out of a watermelon. And literally people would lose their minds. Like, you are, and, and it didn't work well for, like, us being, like, missionaries and men of god because it, it it carries with it like a very demonic type of curse that they believe so now they won't talk to you because you're eating watermelon with milk anyway <laughs> my uh, mom's like that she's a super she buys into like all of the silly superstitions like yeah. very vehemently will like get mad and scream and yell at you like Walking under a ladder, opening an umbrella in the house was a huge no-no. Um, black how, cat how crossing you. your path. Okay, that kind of stuff. You know, like yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. 
okay, what were we talking about? Superstitions um, and uh, office managers and... Ba- okay, so here's the... Th- I would suggest that nobody goes and sees a dentist. Let me, let me, Just leave it there. Let, <laughs> ever, ever. Don't even do it. Teeth, you need some. Um, I would be wary of offices... Not that where dentists are employees per se. Offices where dentals dentists are employees, and the owner of the practice is not a dentist. Okay, so that's where I think you should probably. What that means is that you have a structure where the dentist doing the work is not really calling the shots necessarily. Okay, the dentist is kind of on a chopping block with production goals and things like that. That that should be kind of concerning, I think. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be, like, a problem for patients. I know a lot of people do have great experiences at, like, places like Aspen Dental. Uh, or And there's a, there's a thousand other chains like this. But I would say, now, I don't have any problem with an employee dentist who works for a dentist who owns the practice. That, I don't have I any. I would certainly hope you don't have a I don't have an issue. That. I don't have an issue with that. <laughs> I have an issue when you're going to see an, an associate dentist or an employee dentist where nobody that owns that, whoever owns that is in a suit in, uh, you know, on Wall Street. That's who owns it, right? So that's an issue that I think is a real issue. Um, uh, so... Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. But I think that's the. I'm, do- I'm going to get people who hate me for that. No, well, that's fine. Uh, but I, I'm going to get dentists who are like, I work for General Dental and I'm a great dentist. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm you sure, are. Yeah. I'm sure you are a great dentist. I'm just saying, like statistically, over like large populations, where are the patients better off? I think they're better off in a place where dentists have. I just believe dentists should control dentistry. Let's- Full stop. That's it. Dentists should control dentistry. If dentists aren't controlling dentistry, I have a problem. And I don't ever want to lose that because we've seen medicine lose that now, where medicine is not controlled by doctors. Like medicine in America is not controlled by doctors. It is controlled by big pharma, and it's controlled by uh, insurance companies, and it's controlled by hospital administrators, and it's controlled by a lot of people who aren't doctors. And their job is to get the doctors on their side so that they can make all their, you know, bags of money. But that's the problem with medicine. And most of the problems that anybody has, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat with, with health care, they do revolve around uh, that aspect. And the reason why dentistry, I don't think, has those problems, or yet, or maybe smaller versions of those problems, is because dentistry is run by dentists. And that allows us a lot of autonomy, one-on-one. Uh, you know, for example, like... If you ever had a problem with the billing of my practice, do you know who you call? You call me. Like, you call my staff first, but if they can't figure it out, they come directly to me. And if I say, that's a mistake, let's change that, we do it. If you have a problem with billing and you just have a, had a baby at a hospital, do you, do you know who you call for that? It's not the doctor. You don't call the doctor. You don't call the nurses. There's a thousand people you call. You call insurance companies. You call insurance adjusters. You call hospital admin. Call a manager. 
<laughs> right. You got some man. You got a couple managers to call. We've talked about this too. Like uh, that, that we can't like like especially with like Halo. We couldn't do Halo if this was like a like we were doing anything right. other than teeth. It's it's difficult because the reason why Halo works so well is because um, yeah, because Dennis, all they have to do is say yeah, I want to do a free case for someone, and they don't have to ask permission, right? They own everything in their office, or someone does in their office, and they, who can who can, yeah. So, so there is that aspect to this article where it talks about these uh, absorption of small private practices by corporations and private equity buyouts of group practices. Uh, and there's an executive at the top that tells the dentist working uh, for them which procedures to push. It's true. Uh, I mean, that's true. It does, it does exist. I don't know if it exists... Uh, you know, it's like a company-wide thing for some of these companies. I don't know exactly. I'm not going to name. I don't know that I'd be capable of naming, like, names of different corporations. But I would just say to be on the safe side, I would avoid the practices where the person running the joint is not a dent. Like, you should want to practice in a place. You should want to be a patient in a place where a dentist is running the dentistry. That is important. Um and it's exactly for what you were saying. It's because you were kind of intimating at this at the first uh, part of the podcast, Lowell, where it's like you have to at some point have a um, an ultimate source of authority on a subject, right? Yep. Whether it's a mechanic, whether it's uh, a judge in a courtroom. Contractor. I mean, there's a contractor, a roofer. Salesman. Everything. You have to, with any interaction you have, you have to adopt and accept an ultimate source of authority. In a dental office, that has to be me as the dentist or the dentist that you're, that you're with. You don't have the luxury of telling a dentist, you're on a very short leash if you've, you're telling the dentist how to do their job, right? Or you're telling the dentist what they can and can't do, Um I always have the analogy, like all this stuff about cops coming out now, and um, cops are getting a lot of hate thrown at them. And some of it, I think, is deserved. Very similar to Dennis. You got got some bad ones, and you got mostly good ones, I would say. Um, But what happens when you start to lose respect for that authority? Uh, Well, it's uh, what Uncle Ben said it best. Great power comes great responsibility. If you yes, have you the did. power, it's your response. And it's a burden to be mm. that guy. Like, I remember, yes. like, I've had sales jobs. And, like, especially when I worked at the music store. I was considered an expert at this stuff. And yeah. I had the knowledge base to be, you know, kind of uh, very learned. And people would come to me. Now, when I'm in that position, I could push them any way I want because they trust me right. and I have that power. So I could say, Hey, you can buy this $5,400 less Paul and you'd be awesome. But I had an ethical problem doing that. So my problem, sure. would be, I would get them what they need and what I thought that they would be the best because I felt that that was my job Yeah, was to, you know, and I can see in a lot of this stuff, I mean, how much of like, would you say there's a kind of sales aspect 
to what you do. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's Because like, I can steer people places, too. That's the power. The, the, right. the, that's the responsibility. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, uh, you could do a root canal, or you could take the tooth out and put an implant in. And uh, if you don't do implants, typically you sell more, more bridges, which requires you to drill on adjacent teeth that wouldn't necessarily need it. So there's a lot of places where dentists, like sell what tools they have like if i don't if i'm a dentist who doesn't place implants i'll probably tell people how how groovy a bridge is if i'm a dentist that places implants i'm gonna tell people how terrible a bridge is so yeah but you're a cowboy dentist oh i'm a cowboy no no, it's i've had you oh i shoot from the hip bro no other other dentists have referred to you as the cow the cowboy dentist i got that kid rock song in my head now dude that kid rock album is awesome kid rock has contributed to Ba with the Ba, baby. And Ba with the Ba. Yeah, dude, uh, Kid Rock is the soundtrack for people that smoke in the house. <laughs> I saw that yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, okay, so the, w- w- I was going to say with the police situation, it's like, okay, if you create a situation where people distrust the police, even if it's warranted, I'm not taking a side, people, just cool your jets, then every uh, every traffic stop that they do, you're going to have more and more people who are like, why did you stop me? You don't have to stop me. I don't have to do what you say. You're not the boss of me, right? And you get more, like, you're likely to get more and more resistance, which is what you don't want, right? It's this, and then you translate translate that to, like, the dental, like, what I, what I do. It's like, if you don't have that authority, if that's not respected by the patient, all you you have chaos and you're ne- it's chaotic nothing good's going to happen from that you have to establish that and i will dismiss patients in fact i'll say to patients right away if i feel that i'll be like hey it sounds like you don't really trust me maybe you should try another place find a dentist you trust maybe if you have like i'll even like help them be like do you have friends or family who like go to a dentist that they like maybe you should try that person out like i'll just like cut it off and be like you can go somewhere else I imagine there's a bit of a, like, personality, you know, like chemistry. You know, having chemistry with somebody, and, and that will definitely influence their ability to trust you. Yeah. And yeah. If the chemistry's just not there, well, then that they, I, I do feel that they truly would be better going to somebody with that they, maybe they feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one. Okay, so they talk about, the, I kind of agree with this. Uh, there's a lot that I agree on here. One treatment patients are commonly pressured to undergo in corporate dental chains is quadrant scaling. And I would say not just corporate dental chains. That's not actually accurate. I would say all dental offices. Um, patients are commonly pressured to undergo scaling and root planing in all dental offices, I would say, which is an invasive teeth cleaning procedure along the gum line, usually done over three or four visits. I've had that pitched at me more than once. I don't know why they do it in three or four visits. That's so dumb. Do it in one visit. Just come on. Just do it. Uh, I've actually had that procedure pitched to me at three separate occasions. Yeah. Uh, different deep cleanings? Uh, yeah. The Aspen, do you remember what you were quoted? Uh, yeah, I do remember the last one. So uh, Aspen Dental, quote, pitched me on it, and I had it done there. And I think I want to say this was a long time ago, but I want to say it was about seven, six, seven hundred bucks. Okay. okay. Um, the time that it got pitched to me before that, I don't recall. Like I just don't know anything. But uh, there was a I went to a sleep dentistry place, 
and they quoted me about $1,300 and they wanted to do it over the course of four visits. I'm like, because there's like, it's going to be sensitive. And I'm like, I'm the type of dude. Okay. So say I have to have like, you know, like three teeth pulled. Just get them out of there. Just do it. Yeah. Just get, I, I I, let's get it done and let's be fine and it'll heal and then I'll be over. There are some dental insurance companies that dictate that. They say they'll only pay for two quadrants done in a single visit, which is just a delay tactic in payment. There's, to my knowledge, there is absolutely zero science or data or scholarship that backs up the idea of you can't get your all your teeth cleaned in one visit. You were the only dentist that has not pitched me a deep cleaning in... 10 years. Yeah. Well, one thing I keep real close to my to my chest is uh my true feelings about <laughs> about deep cleanings. I don't want to um alienate myself from the rest of the entire dental profession. I'll tell you off air how I feel about it. But um <laughs> but I, I I will tell you this. I cannot stomach looking someone in the eyes and saying your cleaning is going to be a thousand dollars, I just I can't do that. That is a that once again we said about great power, great responsibility, and that is the ethical problem right there. Well, and that's what it costs to get quadrants of scalene root planning. I would just say, uh, and in in America, um, most dentists make a lot of their money, like thirty to forty percent of their paycheck comes from their hygiene department which is just the cleaners, right? Hygiene. Oh, crap. I didn't mean to say that. That was rude. Uh, You're not just expressing opinion on it. You're just stating something. Yeah. So just from the cleanings that happen in their office, they get like a substantial amount of their paycheck from that. And I just don't operate a business like that. I don't have hygienists, so I don't, I'm not encumbered by that. And so I have different outlook on, on that. But I can't look at someone and say, I need to charge you $1,000 to clean your teeth. I don't think it's like, I think it's the same problem I have with stuff like that. It's not the fact that you can't look at them and say that, because you probably could, but then you have to go look at yourself in the mirror and like what you see, and you might not like it so much. If have you seen my that. hair lately? I like what I see. <laughs> that covers up a lot of the inside stuff. No, just... Dude, if you're happy, <laughs> if you're happy, we're happy. You know okay, I mean? so let's move on. That's a good, uh, yeah, that is what it is. Cleanings, whew, it is normal for deep cleaning. I'll say this. If you get a deep cleaning, you a deep cleaning should only be a one-time thing in your entire life. If you follow up and get regular cleanings after one deep cleaning, you should never need a deep cleaning ever again. I love me a good cleaning, man. Like, yeah. uh, you have uh, Lauren over at your office. Oh yeah, she uses the tools. She don't do no 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 ultrasonic scaler, man. She gets in there with the tools and gets it like does it. She gets it real good, and it's uh, you walk out of there feeling like fresh. Lauren's great. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren's great. Shout out to Lauren who does the like. Uh, it's like a spa for your teeth when you go see Lauren. Lauren is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so then you got Michael Davis, a dentisting, a dentist practice. A dentist practicing in Santa Fe, New Mexico, said some dentists look for procedures in which Medicaid pays more. He explained that Medicaid pays three to six times more for nickel, chromium, steel, 
nickel chromium steel crowns than it does for standard fillings. So some dentists recommend those more profitable and invasive treatments to unsuspecting patients. And that might happen. Yeah, that might happen. Children who still have their baby teeth are prime targets for, for pulpotomies, the removal of the pulp of a tooth, whether they need them or not. Unethical dentists also perform shortcut versions of otherwise covered procedures for a patient while billing the insurer for the full amount, a practice known as upcoding. I've never even heard of that. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know how you do shortcut. Maybe like starting a root canal and you bill for the whole root canal. That might be what they're talking about. I don't know. And he goes into mini implants. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't use a mini implants. Um, so any dentist trying to sell you mini implants, I would be wary of that. Um, some dentists do have success with mini implants. Uh, okay. Then there are horror stories of dentists gone bad. <laughs> Hoverboarding and stuff. Have you ever heard of the podcast Dr. Death? No. Lowell, I'm going to give you a week's vacation. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> you, you won't need it. You'll finish it faster. Dr. Death is one of my favorite podcasts of Don't all time. And they just announced season two. If it doesn't go in the book, it doesn't happen. Dr. So. Death is about this uh, uh, a back surgeon. All I'll say is, like, not all surgeons are created equal. And this guy killed people. And he killed a lot of people. And medical professionals on dental boards and the hospitals he worked for knew that he was killing people. Yikes. And they passed him around instead of taking his license. They just dumped him on other hospitals in other states and like basically forced him to be like, yeah, if you don't leave, you're, you're in it. And he knew he was bad at his job and he killed people, permanently maimed people, like paralyzed people. And it was very clear. He was just bad at his job, just an incompetent surgeon, but you don't know that he's incompetent because he's a surgeon. So you, Lowell, can't look at this guy and be like... It's not like you get to pick your surgeon most of the time, too. You're under right. the knife. They just show up when it's time to cut you. Anyway, that made me sound doctor's gone bad. It's uh, Well, it also makes you think of... Do girl, doctor's gone, gone wild. <laughs> girl's gone bad. Um, <laughs> oh, girl's gone wild. That's the one. I had a VHS of that once. I bet you did. A long time ago. I bet you did. I, I would stay up late... To watch the commercials for that. Oh, the commercials were great. The commercials were great. And I figured out that they always came on at 11.15 on a certain channel. And I'd always be like, i got to watch the Girls Gone Wild commercial. My dad would go buy me stuff like that if I wanted it. So this is the, the 90s, yo. <laughs> you know, I never asked my dad if he would do that. But I'm um, pretty certain that would be a no-go for me. My, uh, my mom was very kind of... Uh, she wanted, you know, lots of structure. I couldn't watch certain movies, couldn't listen to certain records, uh, mm. you know. But my dad was like, rock and roll, let's do this. He showed, yeah. I remember he showed me, remember, did you ever watch Conan the Barbarian? Of course. With Arnold, right? Yeah. I watched that movie when I was six years old. Yeah, that's not, that, that explains a and, lot. And, like, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm just enthralled. The music, the imagery, I am just in it to win it, right? And like yeah. me and my dad are sitting there in our underwear on the couch watching this thing. And my mom comes home from work right on the tree of woe scene where he's sitting there crucified upon the tree of woe and the buzzard's picking at him and he like bites it and kills it. She yeah. walks into that. I got grounded and uh, dad got in trouble. So <laughs> dad got in trouble. Okay, let's talk about the uh, 
the uh, horror stories that ooh, just gone ooh, bad. Here we go. So we got uh, in March, Dr. Muhab Riscala, a Massachusetts orthodontist, was sued by the state's attorney general for deliberately keeping his patients in braces longer than medically necessary and for deceptive billing of night guards, mouth guards. Um, uh, the complaint against him alleges he instructed his staff to buy plastic mouth guards at local discount stores, even though he knew they wouldn't fit the patient's teeth properly. Then he billed Medicaid for the mouth guards and reimbursed more than a million dollars for the mouth guards alone, according to the lawsuit. Other dental practitioners, Seth Lockhart, this is the Alaska dentist, riding a hoverboard during a dental procedure, went viral. Intrigued authorities found he'd been sedating nearly all his patients to cash in on the reimbursements Medicaid pays for general anesthesia. He was sentenced to 12 years of prison. He was recently sentenced last last year to 12 years in prison. Texas Dental Board revoked the license of Bethaniel Jefferson, a dentist who was practicing in Houston after she was found to be endangering her patients by needlessly administering general anesthesia to take advantage of the same insurance patient payments. Bethaniel should parents should go to jail for naming her Bethaniel. Yeah, that's just kind of set. You know, like uh, Bethaniel. Oh gosh, what is Tom Hanks' kid's name? Sounds what's, like a what's Saturday Night Live. Okay, so shit. you you name your kid Colin. This is Tom Hanks' kid. You name your kid Colin. Yeah. You get a Colin. You name your kid Chad. You get a Chad. You know what I mean, dude? Have you seen that guy? He's a nightmare. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I know who Colin Hanks is. <laughs> yeah, but Chad is like his weird tattooed drug addict brother oh, who's super crazy. Yeah, you you get you call you name a kid Chad. You get a Chad. Let's talk about Doctor Scott Scott. Charmoli, a Wisconsin dentist, was charged with fraud after he was found to be using his drill to intentionally break patients' teeth so he could bill the insurance company for crowns instead of fillings. The indictment alleges that he performed more than $2 million worth of crown procedures between January 1st, 2018 and August 7, 2019, amounting to more than 80 fraudulent crown procedures a month. Jeez, I feel really fortunate that uh, I know where you live. <laughs> That's gonna be the pizza guy, dude. No, I just I know I uh I, I uh I feel fortunate that I like have a dentist that I can like trust illicitly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean when I say pizza guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know the pizza guy. I know the pizza guy. Oh, that guy does so many crowns. <laughs> okay. Um uh anyways. Uh oh, and so I agree with this. Weinman said this is a a, a dentist. Or, uh, yeah, he said patients can always seek a second opinion, especially for expensive treatment, and that a dentist who seems hesitant when you say you want a second opinion is worrisome. A dentist who is confident in his, his or her abilities won't have a problem with you checking a diagnosis or treatment plan elsewhere, he said. Other red flags? Wyman said to be wary of any dentist who seems to be reading from a script or who pushes a treatment plan too hard or refuses to explain treatment options. There may be several scientifically sound evidence-based treatment plans available to a patient, Weinman said, and a good dentist is willing to explain your options, even the ones that may not be as profitable. That's important explanation. I agree with all those red flags, actually, uh, especially the one about getting a second opinion. I think you should get second opinions on dentist, on dental, always, always. I highly recommend it. Well, just think of the think about like a, like a like a cancer patient, you know, like you know, getting different opinions from different doctors yeah. to try to find what suits them or the do the doctor that they feel, mm -hmm. uh, the oncologist that they feel most comfortable visiting with. Yeah. Same thing. So here's my, my takeaway from an article like this. 
let's say the entire your entire the the entire population of the community you live in as a dentist reads this article. Let's just say every person that comes into your office now is armed with this information. This article is freshly in their brain. The easiest way to combat this, I think, is like just being your honest self, right? Let's let that shine through. Just like, yeah, there's a lot of crap out there, but here's what, and the explanation of treatment is really important too. Some people want to hear the explanation of why do I need a root canal? Why do I need a crown? Why Why do I need a filling? Why does this tooth need to be pulled out? Why is an implant better than a bridge? Kind of all these questions. And, and uh, you know, a dentist should be kind of, you know, uh, happy to explain those differences to you to help you along your way. And if they aren't, I agree. That is a red flag. It would be weird to just say, you need a crown. Why? Because. Because <laughs> I'm a dentist. So, yeah, it's strange. But the dentist can always just kind of let their why shine through. You know, it's like, if you just, you know, I I don't, I read this article and I'm like, oh, there's some crap in there. There's some good things in there too. But there's a lot of crap in there. And I'm like not thrilled about it. Uh, this happened with the movie uh, Root Cause, which used to be on Netflix. It got taken down um, due to like, it was deemed a public health hazard because it was so blatantly false but root cause was a documentary on netflix that basically said root canals cause cancer and uh, <laughs> not basically that's what it says well then i'm gonna i better watch out yeah. <laughs> i've had quite a few well you got holistic dentists in portland for sure that are and probably other places in the world but lots of them in portland that will pull any tooth that's ever been root canaled regardless of symptoms if it's been root canaled it's killing you. You need it out. And it's dangerous, man. So that was a dangerous film. But uh, there's a lot of... Anyway, when that came out, that was kind of interesting. But it to me, it's like if... I mean, dentistry works. Like, the dentistry we do is super predictable and, like, helpful. And, like, uh, it when done correctly, um, like, 99% of the time, it's... You're going to get a winner, right? So you just got to lean into that and look at it like, well, any... Any publicity is going to be good publicity, right? As long as people are coming into your office. If, it's, if, it, if it gets them into your office, then you can now control that narrative a little bit better and bring them out onto your side. It does suck if it does something to them where they don't even want to come to your office, right? Um, so my advice to dentists would be, you know, it's always been your job to get a patient to trust you. Nothing's changed. An article came out that said that dentists sometimes are, are naughty. Yeah, just yeah, do your best. Who, who isn't naughty? Everyone's a little naughty. Everyone's a little naughty. Man, my take, like what I would say, I, you know, I've lived a pretty exciting life, and I've lived a pretty flawed life in some areas of it too. All and, right. And I would say that my biggest takeaway as I sit here pushing 40, you just hit 40. I I'm did. Pushing, I'm pushing 40. I'm on the wrong side of 30. Um was that I, my level of happiness, and also I noticed the way that people react to me definitely veered in a positive direction when I just decided that I'm not going to try and be somebody else. I am literally just going to be me and try to be an authentic me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, not trying to like fake anything or try to right. foe anything or, you know, just, just to be people myself. See, people see through it. That's and, for sure. Yeah. But the thing is, is that kind of authenticity and that is very, comes off very genuine. And like, uh, I say that like the rap name, but <laughs> I do. I can't say why, it. Any why other. am I singing pony right now? In my I head. can't say it any other way now. And Jump then, on it. Hey, genuine is a national po- treasure. So, um, but yeah, I just mean, be yourself. You po- know pony I mean? is the best R&B song of all time. <laughs> I'll fight you. If you think anything different, we're <laughs> gonna have a fight. I guess. If I ever become, a, if I ever become a dental speaker, that will be my come up on stage song. Oh, you should do uh, um, "Pony" by Genuine. My f- <laughs> the one fight that I had, like the one semi, well, let's call it amateur f- fight, cage fight that I had. Um, I did. Uh, uh, X gonna give it to you. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> he ain't gonna wait for you to come and get it. He gonna bring it to you. <laughs> That's a bad song. It's man. A good song. It's yeah. a great song. Great it's an R B song though. Let's do a quick secret word. Wrap this all up. Ooh. Let's uh, let's see. So for those who don't know, we do five hundred dollars secret words, which means uh, I'm going to give you a secret word right now. You're going to email that to drilledpodcast at gmail dot com. And that secret word is worth $500 in my office. You can gift that $500 to someone else if you don't need it or want it. Um, do you have something in mind? I do. Oh, let's do it then. Yeah, keep in mind, too, these are Dr. Brady dollars. These dollars do not exchange like regular dollars. The exchange rate's much better. They go farther. They go farther and faster. We stretch that money. Yeah, they stretch it. We sure do. Okay, so we're not going to make it easy. I kind of made it easy the last couple times. So the the secret word is going to be the object that the Alaskan dentist that we discussed in this episode was writing. That's not too bad. You that's should, easy. That's, you, not, that's you, a gimme. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, you should know that. Yeah. So in this episode, we discussed an Alaska dentist who was of questionable integrity. Well, I don't think there was any kind of questionable about <laughs> right. it. Yeah, it was, there's nothing questionable yeah. about it. Yeah. He was of, of ill repute. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, that's what my dad called my bedroom as a child. <laughs> <laughs> ill repute. Oh, yeah. The den of inequity. That's what he called yeah. it. <laughs> uh, what was he riding? That's good. Hey, side note about that, about that guy. The patient that he was working on while riding that thing, uh, I almost got her to come on the podcast. I found out who she was and I Facebooked her and it was totally her. I had a little conversation like on Messenger with her and she just like was so embarrassed by the whole thing. That's cool. It was cool. I offered her a hundred bucks to come on the podcast. Uh Help out. (laughs) Then she ghosted me. So. (laughs) Because that's kind of sketchy, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean. Listen. I wanted it. I wanted wanted to score that interview. Listen, I thought that's an interesting interview. To talk to the person oh, who was sedated when when that was being done, uh, I thought it would be interesting to hear her uh, just, just restoring people's faith, like uh, yeah. in dentistry, right there. <laughs> yeah. But one of the news articles in Alaska released her name, so I just looked it up on Facebook and sent her a message, and sure enough, it was her. She had a very unique name that, uh, like you, like it wouldn't be a name that many people would have. Okay. That's uh that's it. Get that uh get that secret word to drillpodcast at gmail.com and get you some Dr. Brady bucks. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We went a full hour tonight. Yeah. It's we a good did. topic. It's a good topic to well, get yeah, into. Yeah, there's a lot of meat on them bones. There's a lot of meat on those bones, that's for sure. Well, uh 
listen, we got some really cool stuff in the pipes right now. We got a lot of comedians lined up to do our nitrous thing. So much cool stuff right now. And Halo's launching off big. Uh, follow us on all social media and, and and consider donating to us. And then follow us on social media to see where your money is going. Because you're okay? going to see where that money's going. So real go fast. to halodentalnetwork.org and donate to our cause of helping just as many people as possible get the dental need the dental care that they need and helping us convince dentists to uh, help out crowdsource some good some goodwill uh thanks for joining us and we will see you next week goodbye from me bye bye